This is Self-Care You with Scott. And on today's episode, we sit down with the great minds behind the Signs of Life Mural Project with Rebecca Noseworthy and Chad Tyson. The team believes citizenship is defined by participation, not by ideology. The project at its core is about restoring our community to its natural beauty. But don't take my word for it. Type 155 Simcoe Street South into your GPS and you will get a first-hand glance of the beauty this project has to offer. Their mission says it all. Signs of Life supports the growth of healthy, happy communities impacted by COVID-19 across Durham region by recognizing our creative economy, using art as a vehicle for civic participation, and improving quality of life through nonpartisan regional-wide projects. Today we have a conversation about art, community, and how this project is calling for the support from the Durham region. This is Self-Care You, and we're about to level up with the Signs of Life Mural Project. What's good, everybody? Thanks for sticking around for another episode of Self-Care You. Today, we have an awesome conversation with the great minds behind the Signs of Life mural project that's rebecca noseworthy and chad tyson they're doing great work in our community but first of all it's really important that we spotlight our guests when they understand what self-care you is all about and i really thought we could start off with letting you listen to how rebecca and chad feel about our project that we have going on so take a quick listen thank you for what you're doing scott because I mean, you're sharing positive, you're sharing, you're just trying to share some positivity yourself. And I think you're doing an amazing job. Um, When you reached out to us, I was so excited because I was like, you know, I feel like uh, Durham is such an interesting place right now. Um, It's, we're right on the cusp of like so much that that is just going to bust out. And I'm, I'm really excited that there's someone like you out there telling stories and getting other people's stories out there. I think it's really awesome that you're doing it. Yeah. I think what we need the most is people that do stuff to go out and do stuff. Yeah. Like man. get involved. Like don't be discouraged. Go out there, make some changes. There's like just being in the street, we meet so many good people, so many people that are driven. And, um, but you get discouraged because you feel like you're the only one. Yeah, very much so, man. So with what you're doing is you're actually exposing these stories where you can realize that, you know what, there's actually a whole group of people out there doing little pieces. We really appreciate the kind words, and it's also validation for us here at Self Care You. It's sometimes difficult to really gauge if you're doing a good job and whether or not the community and your listeners are enjoying your content. So to hear these kind words from them means that We're getting a little bit of validation and we appreciate it. I think we're in for a really good conversation today. So here we go. We're going to turn it over. Let's get into this conversation with the Signs of Life Mural Project. So today on the show, we have a conversation with Rebecca and Chad from the Signs of Life Mural Project. Rebecca, Chad, how are you doing today? We're doing great. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I thought we'd kick it off with Rebecca. Maybe you could give us a little bit of a story behind the project and how everything started. Yeah, so I guess this whole thing kind of started just from feeling a little bit of the COVID blues. It was, I guess it was just after, I don't know, we were coming out of summer and 
I was really seeing a lot more of the social challenges and the issues that I've always seen in Oshawa. I feel like, you know, I grew up around here and I've seen a lot living here over the years, um, but never as bad as what, what I was seeing, I guess, in like the last summer. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that once you remove the foot traffic of students or people going into the downtown core to work, you were left with like a very obvious problem. And so I was in the kind of a transition um, with my career. I had left municipal government and I started working at a new company and I was really missing that community connection, I guess, and just doing something for the community. And I reached out to Chad and I, I think the idea hit me in the shower as all good ideas do. <laughs> that I was like, how, cause I, I'm, I'm definitely someone who I hear a good quote or I hear a good line of something. And I like, I jot it down in my phone. So I've got this big note in my phone of all these quotes I've heard over years and years. And so I messaged Chad and I was like, Chad, how do we just like put these inspirational like quotes on a wall? Like, how do we just make, like send a positive message out there? How do we just like get people in a new headspace, I guess. And that was kind of where the whole concept was born. And Chad's been kind of, I would say, working on this type of thing for a long time under the radar, I would almost say. And so he's like, I've been trying to, to make something like this happen for a long time. So, you know, it was just kind of the the spark, I guess, that, brought it all together and we just got the ball rolling and had a couple meetings you know to talk through what it could look like and you know we didn't just want to center this on one city in particular of course it's the way that things have gone so far Oshawa has just sort of like you know come out more naturally as like the first city that we've been able to get some projects off the ground in but this is really about all of bringing all of Durham region into this um we'd love to you know bring these positive messages and murals into all of our uh, municipalities across the region. So. Right. Well, I'll tell you a little story. I used to work at UIT at the region theater campus. And so if you're familiar with that area, my, my window would literally look right out to St. Vincent's kitchen. And you're true. Like once you take away that traffic, all the individuals that work down there, maybe the people that come down to eat or, you know, COVID really separates that the traffic that you have are, you know, the needy, the people that are down there that are really going through a battling you know, street life, if you will. We had this conversation with the ladies from Duel and they talk about, you know, just really trying to help out in our community and make sure that people understand that they're loved, even though they might be battling, you know, addiction, trauma, however it is. So I live in the community that you do work in. I love it. I love seeing, you know, some of the stuff that you're doing, or at least that, you know, understanding that people also take pride in our community. So Chad, I'm really interested in, you know, your passion for art. And where that came from. Maybe you can give us a little bit of that. Well, when I started, it was kind of, uh, I was all over the place. So I was like stunt biking and I was skateboarding and, and stuff like that. And then hip hop really blew up. And some of my buddies, they were good at break dancing and others were good at rapping and DJing. I pretty much had no rhythm at all. <laughs> okay. So uh, I didn't, yeah, none of those really worked for me. <laughs> I would dabble and just, it wasn't for me. So I, but I was always into art and I remember um, seeing trains go by and I remember taking the RT train in Scarborough and seeing graffiti art and I was always inspired by it. So I was like, you know what? I want to try this. So I started drawing and Pickering. We actually got uh, the Pickering skate park 
this is back in like 98, 97, 98, 99. And the Pickering Skate Park, the city of Pickering was very progressive and they put up legal graffiti walls for us. Oh, nice. So this was a long, this is the first, one of the first legal graffiti walls in all of Canada. Luckily Pickering, uh, seeing the, the big picture and they put it up and it, it gave me a chance to kind of spend my time there working on paintings. They were terrible. They were very bad, but um, it gave me a place to practice with graffiti art and uh, stuff like that. You're basically like a low life, bad kid. Yeah. I hear until you. You're good. And then when you're good, everybody tells you, Oh, I love the stuff you do. I just hate all the other stuff. Yeah. And listen, we live in a world where, you know, society has made it out to be, you know, graffiti artists are the bad guys. You know, they're always yeah. in every view you ever see them in any movie or whatever. They're always running away from someone chasing them because they're just trying to do what they want to do. Be creative. Right. You got to remember as a teenager, like there's graffiti on the clothing. The yeah. Nike shirt has paint splatter. Um, I go to Home Depot and they have graffiti on their advertisement. Um, the Durham regional police cars have graffiti splatter all over it. It says stop bullying in graffiti. Yeah. And you're like, why are you using graffiti to sell your message? Oh yeah, it's cool. So we're going to sell this message to the kids and subliminally use it as a marketing tool. But then when they get into it and they want to do it themselves, we're not going to offer them a legal space. Yeah. Well, let me tell you a little story. I used to, as a kid, work at Athletes World. Okay. So, you know, it sounds like you and I probably understand the same worlds. And, you know, when G unit came out and, you know, all these displays had graffiti in the stores, because it was a cool thing. It was the place that was attracting kids to come and purchase merchandise. And that's exactly what you're saying, right? They're, they're exploiting something that is being creative that we love, but is also hindering us from being able to create it. Exactly. And when I was younger, like even all the graffiti artists now, a a new shirt would come out with a graffiti tag on it. Everybody had to have it we're such a sponge and we're so hungry for anything that was related to this genre because it was so taboo. The pendulum has now swung and that's why my legal graffiti business is so um, successful because now you have hockey moms that want a piece of the city in their kid's room. I do a lot of my work in, in, in Bowmanville and, and Brooklyn and I've probably done 30, 40 police officers' houses. Pretty surreal to know that, you know, I got put in jail a few times for graffiti. Right. And then, and this is as a kid. And then now as an adult, you know, I pay my bills with it. And majority of my business is municipalities, um, police, charity groups, youth groups, churches. I do a lot of youth rooms and churches. It's amazing, man. It's coming full circle. It's it's crazy. And I really want to get deeper into, you know, the decriminalization of street art. But I think we'll just stick real quick on, you know, the murals right now and talk about like 155 Simcoe Street South. I'm really interested in that because that's what caught my eye. That's my community. That's where I grew up. And I still live in that area. And I happen to see, you know, the project there. I'm wondering, you know, if I had a space that I needed to spruce up, you know, how do I start that process? You can check out our website to start. <laughs> no, but I mean, 155 really just kind of came about because Chad, Chad's very much boots on the ground. Like I'm kind of the administrative side of things. 
the wheeling and dealing and, you know, talking to talking to anyone who will listen, any municipality who is intrigued by what we're doing here. But yeah, 155 really came about just because Chad is so out there um, with, with people, the business owners and, you know, the people in the community um, because he paints in the community, right? So right. He, he makes a lot of friends out there. Yeah, this one in particular, it, we had a series of sites. So Chad, because he's been doing muraling, I, I mean, I don't want to speak to, for you too much, Chad, but yeah. Chad just, you know, he's got his wish list of, of sites that just are perfect for this kind of project, right? And I mean, especially with 155, like our, we were really hoping to hit something specifically in the downtown core because of what we were saying with COVID and, you know, this sort of anchoring of, of social services that are, that are all in that one area. And so I have a, a background in cultural planning. And so there's this concept around, you know, if you give people more than one reason to go into an area, well, now you're diversifying the group of people that are in that area. And so what kind of like got me thinking about with 155 and, you know, other projects that we have sort of coming up soon is like, how do we attract and how do we, how do we provide another thing for people to go or want to be in that area and like want to go and check out and so again you think about how do you diversify that that those people that you know can now come into this area and feel welcomed and feel safe and all those other things so right and sometimes you know we have to pay attention to that that area has some interesting situations that happen and you know, driving down the street and seeing that mural and understanding that I'm coming up to probably one of the more troubled intersections in our city and realizing that it just gives you a little bit of a smile, a little bit of beauty to understand that, you know, there are people that are, you know, battling what's whatever they got going on. And, and it kind of, I don't want to get a little bit too far out here, but it gives you a little bit of a hint of kindness so that you don't judge when you come to that area. I love it. Uh, Chad, sorry, I know you were trying to get at something. Go ahead. So off of that, we actually had a lot of the homeless and, and, and some of the people struggling with uh, their situation come up to us and hang out and like tell us their stories and, and they're loving the painting, walking by 100% positive, like yeah. nothing from left field. Everybody was very appreciative and, and they, they took the time to stop and admire the work and, and, yeah. and see their uh people on foot people even driving by in their cars just pulling yeah. over and talking like yelling yeah scaring the artists the amount of comments we even got around you know people saying to the effect of you know seeing something like this just tells us that someone actually cares about yeah. this neighborhood and cares about the space and so that really like hit home for me because you know, and Chad talks a lot about this too, like the, the murals are of real visual um, change. They're a visual identifier for people that signals we can do better here. We, we can make an impact here. It seems like all the changes that happen tend to be uh, administrative or the counselors or this, that, and the other. There's all this noise about construction and development but there's no visual changes that we see. So if you're living above a store in that area and you're, you have a kid and you guys walk out every day you leave your place, it's the same thing, the same trauma, the same four walls, the same, you know, sidewalk. Yep. And this gives them that visual stimulation that just says like, you know, somebody cares. I have a daughter 
And if I'm walking around with her, there's a lot of stuff in that area that she could be looking at, but I would rather her look at that mural and kind of daze off and just kind of think, uh, be creative, think that there's a, there's more out there than just what's on the surface. Well, and let's be honest, man. Like, what's the other mural to look at? It's probably the ghost station. Like, we've been looking at this GM mural forever. I'm not saying that it's bad, but, you know, it's exactly what you're saying is that a little freshen up or something like that really helps to let people know that other people care about the community and we're trying to do good, right? To do with the old murals, being a muralist, everybody comes to you and compares what you're doing to the old ones, just like you just did. And I I appreciate it, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to make the old versus the new i don't want to make like um those hand-painted murals that are phenomenal but you know a little old i don't want them to be compared to what we're doing those have their own appreciation people love those there's people that don't care about them there's a lot of people that do care about them what we want to do is just bring fresh like a, a, a fresh uh side to this mural thing even the application of how we're using spray paint, we're using like more of like a street art uh, visuals. It, it's just something different, like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, that's exactly what I meant um, in the sense of, you know, we have these murals that have been here and to see new ones come in rejuvenates, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. And you know, here at Self Care U, we don't have any competitive nature. I, I open the door up to a thousand podcasters and they can all come on here. We all got space to work. That's the goal, sure. right? And I just wanted to make that clear. Yeah, yeah. It's no very worries. easy to like say what we're doing is awesome and those old murals are blah, blah, blah. But really, if you hear the background story of each of the murals, you'll learn to love them. But they've been there so long that they just end up being like a, a, a light post. Heritage comes in, right? Exactly. They're not, they're not educated on the individual murals to care enough about them. And I think in the future of what we're doing, we want to actually uh, do a little segment where we start explaining the old murals and bring appreciation to them as well. And there's the odd one, like the one on the go station. Like, I think we can kind of like take that one and put it in the auto museum or something and maybe like do a fresh mural there. Right. Um, but there's a few of the other murals that are phenomenal. There's no need to like erase them or paint over them, but there's so many walls out here. We just need to get the funding and the, and, and the uh, permission and have the city back us and we can do some phenomenal things. Rebecca, I'm really interested in the name, you know, signs of life. Where did that come from? I don't know. I mean, Chad and I were throwing around ideas and I, I came up with signs of life because to me, it was just like, again, going back to what I was seeing in like the downtowns and even just like how bleak everything felt and was, I was just like, we need, you need like, you need a sign. You need, you literally need a sign of life that there's something more to all, to all of this. There's something more to the stereotype that people have cast on Oshawa for as long as I've been alive, leaving the city and, you know, moving to other places outside of Oshawa and, you know, telling people where you're from. I started experiencing this kind of sense of shame a little bit of, uh, or embarrassment, I guess, in a sense of like, oh yeah, I'm from Oshawa. And it was always followed by some kind of joke that I've heard a thousand times. And I don't know, I just really like, was like, man, how do we change that? Right. How do we change that? stereotype and how do we like make people feel proud of where they're from and how do we show people like like I said like how do we signal that change and so so 
signs of life just kind of stuck and Chad eventually agreed with me. And At first I was like, it. what, what are we saving, <laughs> saving lives here? And then the more I, I talked about it and the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what, this is a great little, this is a great name. It really actually sends the message right from the get-go. That's how we built self-care you. A lot of people look at it as, you know, it could be a self-care you could be about yourself or it could be, you know, a university kind of pitch as like an educational piece. But sometimes the message in your name is, you know, gives you miles and miles of, of, you know, good content, people paying attention to the fact that your name actually leads directly where you're going right away. I already know Signs of Life Mural Project. I already know what my expectation is. I'm going to get something that's going to be upbeat, right? Obviously, I'm going to get a mural from it, right? Um, Sorry, I just wanted to add to one thing is like with the project too, like the goal really is to just inject color and positivity and like thought provoking work. Like we don't, that's why I have like when, you know, when Chad and I were throwing around ideas about what this thing was, like a lot, when you consider where a lot of the public art um, comes from, it's typically through municipalities and you know that's it, it, that shouldn't always be the people who are who are driving the ship right and so because there's it, there's a certain level of you know what's acceptable when when it comes through that channel and so I think in order to really like pack a punch that's why we really wanted to set ourselves apart of being a nonpartisan organization because we don't want to fuel like one agenda over another. We really do just want to impact and provide a positive impact and really get people thinking in a new, with just in a new perspective. Yeah. Like even with the flower mural, it's like, you know, yes, it's a peony. So it's a peony flower, which is our flower of Oshawa. So there's that connection, of course, but there's no historic value. There's no, um, there's no messaging. There's no, um, and we do want to send messages too and, and all that, but sometimes it art just has to be art. Yeah. And when we're, and we've already had to turn down a few murals because they wanted us to go in a direction that was just like too controlled. And it's like, you know what, if you want to pay for a mural, we can do that as a commission piece. But when it comes to this project, this is for the people. See the graffiti side of things. When I do a graffiti painting, if you like it, that's great. You know, that's awesome. But you may not like it, but it doesn't matter because it's for me. Um, yeah. But when you do public art, you're open to public perception, right? So now you got public critics, you got everybody involved. So you got to really dance on this line. The art's supposed to be for us, but it ends up being so much for everybody else. So you, you really got to balance it, right? Like, yeah. And when you can show people a concept, and they can immediately tell you how it makes them feel or how they see impact or how they feel compelled to be a part of the project in some way. Like that level of active participation is really, is what we're going for. Like beyond, beyond the, you know, the regular, the, the regular names like that you see that are out there in the community. Like we really want to evoke a feeling from people who, you know, don't see themselves in, in actively participating in like public discussion or public forum or even, you know, municipal government decision. That, that type of, you know, if we can touch people like through what we're doing at that level, I think that's, that's the goal. That's what we're, we're aiming for here. 
Well, and there's no doubt that when you look at the mural, it screams signs of life. It screams that the community is living, right? I love it because, like I said, I grew up in that community that I used to deliver newspapers there. You know, I went to school right at EA level across from Memorial Park. I want to see it living. I want to see, you know, everyone enjoying that community and, and just understanding that, you know, my wife and I purchased a house in this community and we're not leaving because we think that there's social issues. We're there to help. This is what self-care is about. We're building up our community, you know, and we're making sure that people understand that we have a great positive environment that we can give to everybody that everyone can experience. So I think you definitely get that across in your meals. Uh, the message is sent right away from the start. Chad, you know, we had a little bit of a conversation about it. I think you were getting there, but I really want to hear about the decriminalization of street art. Just maybe give us a little bit of your journey, some of the obstacles you had to go through in order to practice your art and be creative. Yeah, um, I think I initially got into graffiti more as like to build an identity. So like I'm in grade like eight, nine, a little awkward, didn't know how to shave my hair right. Like, right. <laughs> you know, I like girls. I'm a little shy to talk to them. And then what graffiti did is it, it, it gave me a personality. It gave me something that was mine. And even though it, you know, kind of bugs everybody, I started tagging. And this is what everybody hates. They hate the tagging, right? But I started tagging. But then the cool kids would come to school and they would be like, yo, you're that guy. I saw your name all over here. And, and then uh, and then I'd be sitting in the, uh, the cafeteria and like the cute girl at school that I was always kind of nervous to talk to comes over like, hey, can you draw my name on my, in my book? You know, yeah. and I'm sitting there drawing her name and all of a sudden I have something. Uh, one example is in my neighborhood was kind of rough this big fight breaks out and some guy comes and like comes towards me. And one of the other guys goes, no, don't touch him. He's cool. Yeah. Like it was all because of graffiti. Like I was no cooler than anybody else. Right. But having something made me special. So as that grew, I started getting better and better. The more I painted and practiced, we would kind of, we, we painted at the skate park, but then we would paint all the bridges. We'd paint all around town. And then I got in trouble. And when I got arrested, they gave me, they ended up charging me with like 36 counts of mischief. And then what they ended up doing is getting me to go do graffiti, a graffiti mural for the police. <laughs> right. And I did a graffiti mural for my high school um, in order to get hours for my community service. So they're like, see, if you're doing it where you should be doing it, it's okay. And I'm like, I knew that, but I was kind of like, you know, the whole taboo of it being something bad and rebellious was like attractive to me. But, but I started listening and I started doing where I was supposed to do it. So I go downtown and I heard about Graffiti Alley in Toronto. So it's like this alley that had all graffiti. So I go into the store and I ask this like little couple if I could paint the back of their wall. And they're like, yeah, sure. You know, like it's already tagged up. You can paint it. So I go there and I start painting. All of a sudden, police come uh rough me up drag me inside the store slam their hand on the table they're like you let this guy do graffiti on your building and they're like no 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 we don't know we don't know we're sorry and and like they just scared the couple so then boom they ended up taking me i had permission to do the graffiti because i was told to ask i asked i got permission and then they put me in don jail i ended up in don jail um and then when they ended up I had to get bailed out by my mom so I had to wear the orange jumpsuit with like <laughs> shackles and I was only 17 so I wasn't even old enough to be there 
And um, I had to come out. My mom bailed me out. And then about a year ago, two years ago, that same alley that I did graffiti and got sent to jail just won the Toronto Tourism Award for graffiti <laughs> because it brings money and tourism to our our city. Yeah, this is backwards. That's for sure. Yeah. Listen, Chad, I think you and I kind of grew up in the same world, to be honest, because I can relate with a lot of the, the things that you talk about. You know, in my world, basketball was my thing, right? I was yeah. a, a very good basketball player. So, you know, I got to know a lot of the seniors and a lot of older guys playing balls at all the different courts, whether, you know, I was up in Nonquan or the South End or wherever it would be playing. So I got to have that, you know, rapport with people. People knew me. I was part of different groups so that when things happened, you know, I, I never got mixed up in them because they were like, no, he's good. Like he's working towards something or you can yeah. see that he's passionate about it. So I know exactly what you mean about that. For sure. It's it's important too as a young male. You know, I grew up in a setting where I didn't have a male role model. So I was really trying to navigate myself and find answers and things of that nature. So having something for my own was really, really important for me. I learned a lot about myself, right? The same thing with me. I didn't have a male role model and all the guys from my neighborhood, all the cool guys, they were the guys that like, you know, were causing trouble and robbing people. And, and I, I, it kind of like made me think that you had to be like bad to be cool. And then I eventually met this graffiti artist named uh, Sons. His name is Jeff Goring. He's, uh, he's one of my best friends now after 20 something years. And um, we all have kids and we, we uh, are buying houses and, and um he runs a mural program in Medicine Hat, Alberta now. Um, but he was the first guy that was cool and nice. Like I have never met somebody that was cool and nice up until that point. And I'm like, I ended up going to high school and he was just graduating when I went to Pine Ridge. He was the Victorian. He was uh, <laughs> the Pine Ridge Puma and he breakdanced and everything. And he's only short. He's, he's, uh, he's my, sorry, Jeff. <laughs> he's only short. <laughs> But um, all the biggest football players, like Pine Ridge was a big sports school, right? Yep. And all the big jocks, they all loved him. So it really showed me just by that influence that, you know what, I don't have to be a bad guy to be cool. And unfortunately, my school just didn't fund the arts at all. Like we didn't, our art teacher was the gym teacher. And then uh, I, I luckily worked my butt off and ended up making it to college. And when I went to college, my first day of graphic design, we got a piece of paper outlining exactly what they do not want to see, what we're not allowed to do. And the first thing on that list was graffiti. You wonder if that's still there now, eh? if that's still the way it is. But I, I want to also let you know, Chad, that uh, you've met me now and I'm also really cool and nice. <laughs> so yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two of you. <laughs> Rebecca, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, what's next for Signs of Life Mural? What's in the future? Well, that's a good question. So Chad and I have been, I mean, through the recent projects that we've uh, initiated so far, 155 Simcoe, uh, just up the road, 99 Simcoe is the next one. Is that one finished yet, Chad? I can't remember the secan. No, we're still working on it. Um, it's uh, just, it was really sunny and uh, you yeah, kind of got hot. Yeah, it was really hot. <laughs> no, it's nice though. I've been I've been seeing it. It looks good though. Yeah, so that's yeah. actually not my design. It's a design by this phenomenal local artist named Danny Crosby. She's she's just amazing, and we wanted to reach out to her to see if she wanted to do, do the mural. And she's very interested in like learning um, and collaborating. How we do those? Cool. It seems to be the one piece of art that she hasn't stepped into yet is the large scale murals. 
we just wanted to get her involved in something just because she's such a good local celebrity. We were fortunate enough that she was excited to help us. So she actually designed it. And then I went there and I repainted them on the uh, storage containers. But uh-huh. it's a little tough because mm-hmm. it's corrugated metal. Yeah, it looks but great, it, though. It really yeah, does. Yeah. Thank you. It's a pop for sure. I mean, when the first time I drove up on it, I was like, whoa, it, it's like a punch, right? Like, yeah. you, you can't miss it. And, well, and that area, too, like right there is in the heart of it all where all the problems are. And as yeah. I'm painting, a lot of the problems are surrounding me. And, um, and there's all people of all different uh, life forms there, um, you know, talking to you, you know, there's a lot of negative stuff going on too, but it all seems to wash away when they see the art and they, they go and they share their positive thoughts with you. You're painting a mural trying to uplift the community. And then there's somebody like doing drugs right beside you. It's, it's tough. tough. You're like, yeah taking a step forward but a step back but as long as they're there and they're saying positive things to you then you know that you're you're making positive you're steps forward. Right. yeah really hard to track positivity and motivation you know when in that setting right that setting is really really oh, yeah. difficult those parking lots have been a difficult area for a long time so i'm really happy with the work that's being done on those storage containers but rebecca you know maybe if there's yeah. something more you know with the future what's going mm-hmm. on next yeah so beyond the project Chad and I have been tossing around the idea of how do we better engage with like our business community, more of our municipalities as well to come up with what is sort of happening. There's this happens in a lot of other cities and parts of the world, but a public private partnership. Um, So it's like a a combination or collaboration of, of funding and, and efforts from all sides of things so that, businesses or community members, organizations that align with adding value to the community as a whole, a public-private partnership helps to fund projects, more projects like this one. And so that's, that's something that we've been kind of tinkering with uh, for the last little while because we're really trying to look at how, what's sustainable, right? Like how do we make this project sustainable um, and how do we get out there into more communities so that's kind of, that's sort of, I guess, something in our, on our radar, how we can just better get ourselves out there to more of our business community and, and those businesses that align with, with what we're trying to do through the project. Well, from someone that lives inside the community, I appreciate the work. I really do. It's a Signs of Life mural project. It's amazing. I enjoy it. I hope we get to see more of it. But how can people get in touch with you if they maybe want to reach out, maybe start a process or, or just get some information? Yeah, so you could visit our website. It's signsoflifemuralproject.com. And uh, we're also on Instagram and Facebook under the same name, Signs of Life Mural Project. Well, Chad, Rebecca, thanks for taking the time to tell us about the project. We appreciate it very much. Oh, you're awesome. Thanks, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Well, I want to thank Rebecca and Chad for stopping by and having a conversation about the Signs of Life mural project. I'm sure we're going to be hearing lots about them. And if you happen to be driving through the community and you happen to see their murals, take a picture, post them on Instagram, spread the word. We need to start making sure that our community understands what we have going on and the positivity. Remember, if you're trying to get in touch with us, you can reach us on Instagram at selfcareu underscore level up or even send us an email at selfcareupodcast at gmail.com.
This is Self Care You, and we definitely leveled up with the Signs of Life Mural Project.